we bring so much to this country. Like if it weren't for us, this country wouldn't know what an arepa is or maybe even a taco. <laughs> and like, what, what would be of our life without Taco Tuesday? <laughs> Latinx Can, a podcast showcasing Latinx professionals who turn their dreams into realities. I'm your host, La Doctora Jenire Flores Delgado, and today I will be sharing the story of how the idea for this podcast was born and the things we have learned along this almost one year long journey. And I'm here to tell you, si se puede, my friends, si se puede. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. J Flow, and I'm here to let you know that today the roles have flipped. Today, we will be sharing a recast of an interview I did with our friend and guest speaker, Dr. Jasmina Uriola. Dr. Uriola and I did an Instagram Live a couple of months ago, and we talked about how the idea of a podcast showcasing Latinx professionals came about and why we decided to start it during the global pandemic. We talked about the things we have learned throughout this journey of making a podcast and about the value Latinx people bring to the countries that have opened the doors to this community of talented immigrants, including the United States. This conversation was so insightful and so fun that we decided to share it with everyone who could not be there. Dr. Uriola is the founder of Keenstride, which rebranded in May of 2021 and changed its name to Alea. Alea comes from the word alay, to calm, soothe, make better. And it better encompasses the company's mission of inspiring women to live with more kindness towards themselves and those around them. Their flagship service, the Alea Box, aims to encourage women to level up their me-time and self-care with products that shine a light on small, minority-owned businesses in our communities. A portion of Alea Box proceeds will go towards anti-bullying programs in the United States. If you want to learn more about Alea and the amazing story behind their mission, you can listen to episode 16 of Latinx Can. Oh, and one more thing. I wanted to let you know that we have a new website. Now you can find links to our episodes and some info about our guests, including links to their LinkedIn profiles at www.latinxcan.com. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. And remember, unidos somos más. Jenny, so thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm so happy that you are here with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. Yeah, no, the honor is, is completely mine. I met you in 2011 while you were doing your PhD in chemistry at Texas A&M University. And since then, you've been active in your industry. And so for me, you always, you, you are my... Venezuelan, my smart Venezuelan chemist friend. And suddenly last year, you announced on Facebook that you were starting your own podcast. You know, when I learned what the podcast was about, I thought, wow, this is a brilliant idea. And 
I thought, you know, Jenny Day is such a, an amazing human being because you were stepping out of your comfort zone, your routine to do something that was not, you know, only for you, but to shine a light on other people, Latinx professionals in our community. So how did you come up with this idea? Well, I think that's a really long story. Um, and I know people say that, but this is really a, quite a bit of a story, but I'll, I'll try to summarize it. So I think in general, there were at least three catalysts that sort of gave birth to this idea of having a podcast. And so the first one was that I've been in the United States now for about 14 years. I did my, P my bachelor's at the University of Florida and my PhD at Texas A&M University. And I didn't realize I was a Latina in the United States until I started working in corporate America. And the only reason I felt different is because I started finding these challenges that you know, I had never had before. And it's not that I haven't struggled before, but these were different challenges. These were like challenges about my personality and like the way that I carried myself. And so uh, when I turned around to try to find people that who looked like me, who were like me, who could help me navigate those challenges, I couldn't find anybody. And you know what happened is that I looked for people and I, I couldn't find anybody who looked like me. And I also couldn't find anybody who was a Latina scientist. And so at that point, it clicked. It, it was that word representation. And I had heard the word so many times, but I had never really understood what it really meant to be underrepresented because I grew up in Venezuela where I was represented. I saw myself everywhere. You know, people look different. We are lighter and darker, have mm -hmm. curly hair or long hair or whatever it is. We don't look homogenous, but we do see ourselves everywhere. So I couldn't really understand that point. But then at that point in my life, it was in front of my eyes. And so it clicked, you know, there's a lack of representation of Latinx professionals. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that, you know, I was in that uh, an, a special program in that company. And I had a lot of resources, actually. I had a lot of people that I had access to, like directors and vice presidents, who would be willing to sit with me and talk to me about their careers and help me navigate my own career. And, and then I realized, I realized that I had all of this resources and I was still struggling. So I said, well, you know, if I'm struggling and I'm in a privileged position, how about other people like me who have never worked in corporate America and they don't have this access to people and, you know, their parents don't really know how to navigate it, to navigate that space either, because the majority of the people in the Latinx community don't have a college degree. So we don't really have a lot of generational knowledge about what it is to work in these spaces. So I said, you know, if I'm struggling and I need help, then other people definitely are in the same situation. You know, one thing is that I couldn't understand how that was possible also because when I went to grad school, I went to grad school with people like you, powerhouse Latinos who were smart and talented and very happy and proud to represent the Latinx community. And so I was like, well, where are all those people, you know, they're yeah. not here. <laughs> so, so that was it. And so I was very, very frustrated and I was, 
you know, upset about that. And one day I was sitting in the car and we were driving and my husband and I, we were listening to podcasts and and my husband is also my co-creator because at Mm -hmm. that time I told him, you know, I bet we can create a podcast and it would be a nice medium to talk about these struggles and not just to talk about the struggles, but talk about how we overcome them and to provide that information to other people. And we said, you know, like we are Latinx professionals. Our friends are Latinx professionals. Our network has Latinx professionals. So we know that we are out there and we have access to this type of community. So let's reach out to our friends and we tell them, hey, tell us about your story and and not just about your story of how you got to where you are, but really, how do you do it? What were the tips and tricks that you learned along the way and that you have learned so far so that we can pass it on to the next generation so people don't have to struggle in the same way that we have? So that's really how the story and how the idea was born. But it really took me about a whole year before I put actually an episode out there. And the reality is that I was scared. I was scared to put my voice out there. And, you know, I made some progress, very slow progress. But, you know, then we go into the pandemic, you know, March of 2020, we go into lockdown. And then two months later, we start seeing how disproportionate the suffering is in the United States, how, you know, the majority of people who cannot stay home and work from home are Black and Latino because we don't have and we have not had the same opportunities that other demographic groups have had in the States. And so I said, you know, like, I can't, I can't sit here and not do anything anymore. So, you know, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it scared no matter what. And, and that's how we launched our first episode in July of 2020. Oh, wow, Janita. Thank you for sharing uh, that part of, of your story and the story behind the podcast. I want to, to say I, I really respect you for having that courage that, as you said, to to put your voice out there. And the work that you and Agustin do through Latinx Can is, is really admirable because you're creating a platform to shine a light on Latinx professionals, people in our community that do not typically have opportunities like this to share their stories and to motivate and inspire others along the way. One of the things that I find the most inspiring about the Latinx Can podcast is that for me, every episode is a reminder that struggle is part of our common humanity, that even people that we see that they are successful in their personal and professional life, they have struggled at some point in their lives. And we just don't know because people, you know, don't don't always talk about their struggles and their, their challenges. And that's very empowering for me because it helps me have more self-compassion when things are not going the way I want. What are some of the main lessons that you have learned from the interviews that you have conducted so far? First of all, thank you for that reflection. It's such a thoughtful reflection. So thank you so much for sharing that. There there are a lot of things that we have learned, but I'll share two of my favorite ones. So the first thing that I've learned is that this community is so so hardworking and perseverant. I think if if you listen to the podcast, 
people may think sometimes that we go out of our way to find these stories of struggling and uh, and people coming out of the struggles. And, you know, we really don't. For example, the, the, the story of Wilmer Chavarria in episode seven and eight, and he was this, this guy who was born in a refugee camp. And when his mom and his siblings left the camp with him, um, maybe seven or year, seven or eight years after he was born, they ended up in, in Nicaragua and um, they worked in the streets because they lived in poverty and they didn't have a way to survive. So that's the only way that they could find work and get by. And he won a scholarship to the United World Colleges, to one of the United World Colleges in Canada. And um, from there, he went to school and he became a teacher. He is now a school principal in Vermont, and he's going to Harvard University to get a degree, a master's degree in education. And so, like, his story is it's a very sp inspiring story of, you know, going from poverty into Harvard University. But we don't go out of our way to find stories like that. Those are very genuine stories. And that's because that is the type of community we are. We are a community of immigrants, whether it was ourselves who are immigrants or our parents or our grandparents, somebody migrated to this country or other countries in order to make opportunities for us to make better opportunities, to give us better opportunities. And so um, sometimes when you are an immigrant, there are no opportunities for failure. And so that's what makes us who we are. You know, we struggle, but we find a way to make it out the other way stronger to honor the sacrifices of those people who want us to have a better life. So that's the first one. And the second one is, um, how much value we really bring to this country and any country we are present. You know, we have a very beautiful culture. We are scientists and engineers and creators, and we are very proud to represent the Latinx community and, and the Latin, we, we're proud to represent Latin America as a whole. And we are talented and we bring our value to corporate America and to every scene that we are in. And so I think people need to see more of that so that once and for all, all the hurtful stereotypes about the Latinx community can fade away. I mean, we bring so much to this country. Like if it weren't for us, this country wouldn't know what an arepa is or maybe even a taco. And like, what, what would be of our life without Taco Tuesday? <laughs> oh, man. I love Taco Tuesday and arepas <laughs> and pequeños. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't ever tell me that those are cheese sticks because I will not. I don't think you can be friends with me. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I can relate to what you were saying about honoring the sacrifices that our families have made because one of the reasons I started the company is Yes, I, I started it inspired by my son, by my experience with motherhood, but also to honor all the sacrifice that my parents back in Panama made for me. So I don't want to fail, you know, to my my husband, my son, but I always think about all the effort that my parents did or made for me. Yeah. And another reason for which I started the company was to encourage and empower women to make time for for themselves 
to be kind to themselves. I know how women, and that includes Latina women and women from other communities and cultures, try to do it all to be professionals, a working mom, to be a wife, have a social life, and everything in between. And we tend to neglect ourselves, to leave ourselves, uh, to put ourselves last, and to feel guilty about doing the things that we love, the things that make us feel more human. So I wonder, how do you make time for yourself while trying to balance your full-time job as chemist, now your role as, as the host of a podcast, being a wife? How do you do it? Yeah, I think that's actually a difficult question because it's, it's very personalized, right? But for me, for example, everybody talks about work-life balance, right? But one time I was at a conference for women in science and engineering, and this professor of nuclear chemistry was speaking. She was giving us our, like the, the welcoming address. And she talked, you know, about work-life balance, but she said, you know, really work-life is never a balance. It really is all about equilibrium. It's a work-life equilibrium. And that went back to, you know, in, in, in chemistry class, they taught us about Le Chatelier principle, mm -hmm. which is really a way to predict how a, a, a chemical reaction that strives to be in equilibrium will either shift right or left when there are changes in conditions in order to reestablish that equilibrium. And so I like that because it means that that is never one balance that you just wanna keep in here. You're always juggling one side or the other in order to try to establish <laughs> that equilibrium. And so for me, it's very much like that. You know, I, I am a very disciplined person and so I make routines and I try my best to stick to them. But I also try to make things easy for me. Uh, for example, I like to eat healthy, but if I had to cook every day, I probably wouldn't do it. So what I do is every every weekend I meal prep and I invest probably four or five hours of my time meal prepping so that I have my meals ready for the whole week. And when I wake up in the morning, all I have to do is take one out for my husband to take to work. And then when I'm hungry, I can just open the fridge and, and pick a healthy meal instead of wanting to, you know, eat a pizza or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I just make it easier for me. And also because I'm very messy when I cook, so I don't want to be cleaning <laughs> every day. So I just make one mess, one big mess, and I clean it up right after, and then I'm done for the week, you know? So I try to do that. And then for the podcast, what I do is that I just do a little bit of everything every day or I change it. I do my routines. I do my workout. I walk my dogs. I invest time on my dogs. And then at the end of the day, I sit on the couch and maybe I do a little bit of editing or I work on social media, um, advertising the episodes. And sometimes, you know, during the day on my lunch break, I, I make an interview with people because that's when we both have time. It's all about trying to find that equilibrium for me and, and just learning to be kind when something is not working and adapting to the environment so that you can reestablish that equilibrium. That's fantastic. And you're definitely a scientist. I love your <laughs> chemistry ref. <laughs> and, you know, um, thinking about my question, I believe that 
we can think about your podcast as a way, as a form of, of self-care and me time too, because you are doing something that brings you joy. And with all the things that you are learning, you are surely keeping your brain healthy and active, right? Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of learning, what are some of the main tips that you can share with anyone that, is, that might be interested in starting their own podcast? Yeah, I mean, they are immeasurable resources out there that are free. You don't have to invest a lot of money into doing a podcast. One of the things that I do is that I use a free software that's called Audacity mm -hmm. and it's good for recording and it's good for editing your podcast as well. I bought myself a microphone uh, so that I don't have to be in my closet recording episodes all the time. It gets hot in there. But um, my microphone is only, it's probably the most expensive piece of equipment and it's about $100 only. Mm -hmm. But if, if you really want really good sound quality, you can definitely stick yourself in the closet with a lot of clothes and we, you will get really good sound quality that way as well. So my yeah. first episode, I recorded it without a an, an fancy microphone and I was in my closet. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> That's the way I recorded it. Yeah. And, it's my good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess the last thing that I would say is that if, uh, maybe two things. One thing is that I use a podcast host. And mm -hmm. so that is a website that hosts, hosts all your episodes once you have edited them and what it does is that it goes into one place and they take the time to put it into the platforms like mm -hmm. Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts so you don't have to do it and they also give you um, other tools like a website uh, if you need one so that's how we have a website um, and they give you tools to advertise your podcast like sound bites and things like that so it makes it really easy for you to have it so mm -hmm. I use one of those and then the other thing is that if you have an idea and you want to put a podcast together but you don't know if anybody's going to listen I would say just do it The easiest way to find out is by doing it and by seeing if somebody shows up. And, you know, you never know. These days, there's an audience for everything. So I'm sure somebody's going to tune in and listen to your podcast. <laughs> your dad or your mom. <laughs> They'll be happy. Yeah, that's true. And in my case, my husband. <laughs> and those, those are great tips. Thank you. And especially the last one. I think that applies to... Every time you have an idea, when you really want to do something, you just do it, get started. Because if you wait until your idea is perfect, you will never get started. It will never happen. So you have to start and then learn and then make changes as you, as you go. Yeah. Uh, Janita, before we go, how or where can people find and listen to your podcast you can find us on instagram and twitter at latinxcan so all one word latinxcan and we're also on facebook at latinxcan so that's two words mm -hmm. and uh, yeah i mean we also have a, a website but the easiest way really uh, is to go on our instagram and you'll find the link there and you'll find the link to all the episodes and we are also on most of the listening platforms spotify uh, apple podcast google podcast teacher i think everywhere else 
thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to put a face to the voices you just heard, you can follow us on Instagram at LatinxCan. If you have questions or feedback for us, you can email us at latinxcan at gmail.com. And if you like this episode, please leave a review. It is the quickest way to grow as a community. Once again, thank you for listening. And remember, unidos somos más.